This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Our school is like, what, 18 minutes from home? But we also have a child who has an activity every single morning before school that is so early that we have to do two trips to school in the morning. That's 80 minutes just in the morning driving to and from our house and school. Holy cow, so much driving. And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and dad to six kids. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? I'll tell you about that shortly, but it's been a big week without you. We're so glad to have you back. I'll tell you why soon. Uh, You've been away for most of this week on a health retreat. You've been having your meals cooked for you. You've been staying in a place where mobile phones don't work, soaking up the, the greenery, the nature. All that sort of stuff. Look at you, you're grinning, you're beaming like, ah, oh, and it's been so good. It really has. And I recognise, <laughs> really I do recognise what a privilege it is to get away, especially at that level and have that level of care. One of the things I love about the health retreats is just access to therapies that are not readily available. Yeah, it's, hard the- to, it's really hard to find great therapists who are intuitive and, and do the stuff that you need. Yeah, and so I was able to tap into some, it's called abdominal healing. I feel like I could do with some abdominal healing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe more than just me, maybe maybe several of us could do I, with I some. Think so. <laughs> I think so. So what's abdominal healing? It follows Chinese medicine and the acknowledgement that our body is a massive storage container for all of the emotions. Yep that we've experienced through different experiences in our lives. And so abdominal healing is all about kind of, I guess, um, unblocking a lot of those emotions and and letting them go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've never experienced it before, but um, the thing that stood out to her the most from everything else that I was experiencing was just how my body was in complete exhaustion mode. I was just so depleted and I feel it, but there's nothing better than having somebody in their professional space validating yeah. what my body is feeling. Yep. And so that was, that was really powerful for me. But one of the experiences that I had there was just so profound. We were doing a meditation one night and the facilitator asked us to pair up with somebody that we hadn't met yet mm-hmm. um, during our stay. And she acknowledged that while we, we would think that it was just a coincidence that through the week we would actually become clear um, as to why we were drawn to this person. And when we um, were joined together, her instructions were that we had to have a conversation and she posed three specific questions that we needed to answer. And the only rule was that we couldn't um, lose eye contact. Right. Do you know how hard it is? Yeah. To talk, especially to a stranger. Totally. But it was so important to the outcome. Uh-huh. 
And so the first question was, what brought us to the health retreat in the first place? And the person that I paired up with, she seemed really, really shy, a little bit unsure. And I just thought, I'll go. That's, it's easy. So I acknowledged to her that I was a mother of six and that while I love being a mum, that I just felt like I had kind of got lost in all of it and was in a place where I needed some direction Mm -hmm. as to who I wanted to be, me, standalone. And, um, you know, she looked at me and, and then she shared and acknowledged that for her, she's had nine miscarriages and actually gone through seven rounds of IVF. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. The old me would have sat there and just felt so guilty. Uh, especially after what you've just said, yeah. Because of what I was Yeah, feeling. here I am complaining about my six kids and how over them I am. Yeah. And here's this person who And would, so her biggest, oh. the biggest weight that she was carrying was whether or not she would actually ever be able to be a mother. And mm. it was so just, was just juxtaposed here, like so different. And yet instead of feeling guilty... There was just this beautiful acknowledgement that we could have two totally opposite feelings and emotions and that both are right in their own rights Mm. and both can feel the other person's pain. Yeah. Empathy. Compassion. It was just, it was such a beautiful experience to just go, your pain's, it's, it's, there's no comparisons. There's no... Um, sense of, you know, one's carrying a bigger burden than the other because for you, that burden is weighty regardless of what it is. Yeah. What it actually allowed me to do though, which was so powerful, was recognise and feel her pain and then provide me with greater perspective and give thanks Mm. for the burden that I carry. Mm. because I wouldn't change it for anything. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And what I love about that is that I'm placed in this position where a whole bunch of strangers from all different walks of life have come together for a few days to find answers to a myriad of concerns and challenges that they're experiencing. And we find the answers in some of the most unexpected places. Wow. The opportunity for you to go away is challenging. It's really challenging for the family and it comes at a considerable cost as well. But you have those sorts of experiences and they kind of, they, they help you to reset, don't they? Yeah. They really, and, and I think that's why you've come back beaming. I'm ready. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Well, you promised me that you've learned some things while oh. I've been gone, so I'm interested. I, I've learned I've learned a lot of things. I've made a list. You learned how to use a dishwasher. The dishwasher's broken. 
and I'm so unhappy about it because it's a new dishwasher and it's one of the best brands that are out there and we've only what had about it for a couple of months. Machine? Did you learn how to use that? Uh, the children have been looking after the washing machine only a couple of times, but the washing Is machine's that why gone on. Still washing. Do you know what? I, I cleaned up dog vomit. I'm so sorry for everyone who's listening to the podcast who just had to deal with that. I, I cleaned up dog vomit off the carpet and off the tiles. Like I did it all. I, I've been I've been hard at it. Here are my five lessons that I've learned, and then I want to share a quick story with you about what's happened while you've been gone. So number one. On one of the mornings that you were gone, I can't remember which morning it was now, you were gone for like three or four mornings, our eight-year-old, the one who can be super challenging, the one who has some additional needs, um, she just told me one morning that she wasn't going to go to school. And I could see myself getting into this power struggle with her. And I remembered force creates resistance and high emotions, low intelligence, and get curious, not furious, and all the stuff that I teach everybody all the time. Uh, And I tried it and nothing worked. So I looked at her and I said, I love you, Emily. I'm going to go and mow the lawn. Like, this is 7 a.m. because you're allowed to turn on the lawnmower at 7.01. So, I'm like, I'm going to go and mow the lawn. And by the time I finish mowing the lawn, I'd love for you to be ready for school. And then I just walked away. And I thought, how in the world is an eight-year-old going to make this happen? I went outside. I mowed the lawn. I gave her a whole lot of space. I trusted, crossed my fingers, made sure that the TV remote was well hidden so she couldn't just plonk down in front of the TV. And about five minutes before I finished mowing the lawn... I saw her out of the corner of my eye walk out to the driveway and climb into the car with her school uniform on, her school bag on her shoulder, her school shoes and socks on, her hair all done. She'd eaten breakfast. She had done the lot. Her and her... Did she have a violin? Uh, it was not violin day, so we were Did safe. Did she take her violin? She forgot her violin on violin day. Thank you for asking that. Lesson number one, give the kids space. Like we're so intent on crowding them and telling them what to do and demanding that they do it right now. Once she'd calmed down, she just went and did it because she knew it had to be done. She knew that I expected it. So that was, for me, that was massive because I do push a little bit too hard. I know that I do it. I teach people not to do it and I teach it because I need to learn it. And it was such a great thing. Second lesson, kids are capable from a young, young age. Uh, So once you left, I sat down with the kids and I said, all right, who's got Sunday night dinner? And one of the kids said, I'll do it. I said, great. What's in the fridge? She went and had a look and she said, I'm going to cook chicken broccoli. Perfect. Who's got Monday night dinner? One of the other kids said, I'll do it. I said, what would you like to cook? She said, I'd like to do uh, mince tortilla wrap things. I'd like to do wraps. I said, fantastic. Who's got Tuesday night or whatever? I can't remember what the nights were, but someone cooked ratatouille. Someone cooked. Like We, we ate so well. And the kids. So you were taking care of instead of taking care? Oh, I had to look after a meal myself as well. I, I, <laughs> I got in there and did it. But again, the youngest, she wanted to be part of the team. She got in there and wanted to do the – like she's actually saying, I'd like to do the dishes tonight. I never help, but I think we, because mum's away, I'd like to do the dishes. I'd like to make a contribution. So my take-home message from this week with you being away is the kids are so capable. Kids are so capable, uh, cooking, dinner, cleaning, and so on. Number three – don't do too much. So our afternoons, I basically emptied them out. I, I said to the kids, no priorities, no running around. We've only got to do the stuff that absolutely must be done, like the extracurriculars that we've paid for. Other than that, we're going to spend time at home. We're going to read books. We're going to kick a ball in the backyard, throw some hoops, ride the skateboards, the roller skates, whatever, bikes, and we're going to just really lay off. And it, it was incredible how good it felt to take the pressure off. We do so much, and I loved it. So they're my top three. I've got two to go. I think I've been asking you to slow down for about 23 years. Uh, 25. 
That'd be 25. We didn't have children. <laughs> yeah, but you were still asking me to slow down. Remember when we first got married and I'd get you, drag you down to the beach at 5 o'clock in the morning to do ha-hungs? Uh, for those of you who don't know, ha-hungs are just... Don't yeah. ask. No, no, just don't, don't ask. Okay. Uh, number four. I, I said there were five lessons. Number four. Three words. So much driving. My goodness. Welcome so to my life. So much driving. It is insane how much time. How much did you get done while I was gone? Oh, it is ridiculous how hard it is to get stuff done because there is so much driving with kids that have got to be at this thing or that thing. And so our school, our kids' school, because there were some catchment issues when we moved here and we didn't have a permanent address and so the local high school wouldn't take us and so we had to put the kids in a school that cost more money, um, which is another story for another day. Uh, Our school is like, what, 18 minutes from home? But we also have a child who has an activity every single morning before school that is so early that we have to do two trips to school in the morning. That's 20 and 20 and 20 and 20. That's 80 minutes just in the morning driving to and from our house and school. It's off the charts. And then in the afternoon, I've got to go and pick them up. And then I've got to drive them to this place or that place. They've got their activities. Holy cow. Do you remember those so much years driving. used to ask me what I'd gotten up to all day? So much driving. I cannot believe how we've got it. We've, We've got to get the kids on buses. We, we've got to come up with a solution for this. It is insane. What's learning number five, honey? Number five, we miss you so much. We just miss you so much. We can live without you, but it's just our world is smaller when you're not with us. We cannot function nearly as well without you. <laughs> And I'm not talking about getting the driving done or the cooking done or the cleaning done and all the wonderful, incredible contributions you make to the home. Those are important, but it's the love that we feel in our home because you're there. We have missed you so much. Well, I'm really excited to be home. i got to tell you a story. Uh-oh. As we were driving home from school uh, just yesterday or the day before – with you being gone pretty much for the the whole time, I was talking to our eight-year-old Emily and I said, how do you reckon this week's gone without mum? And she said, I miss mum so much. And I said, "Uh, it's been really hard, isn't it? I said, how do you reckon we've gone? And she she said this to me. She said, Dad, I wanted to be a little rascal this week. Last time mum went away, she remembered 18 months ago. She said, last time mum went away, we fought lots. I was a real rascal. Because when mummy goes away, I feel bad and I wanted you to feel bad like I felt. <laughs> How hard is that? And so when I, when I hear that, so there's this psychological theory that's been around for a very long time that, that kids will sometimes act in a way that is so troublesome and so challenging to us so that not because they want to terrorise us, not because they want to ruin our lives, but because they want us to feel what they feel and they don't know how to communicate it and so they act in a way. They want us to understand that, yeah. what they're feeling. Yeah, and when we respond with anger and frustration, all we do is rupture the relationship and make them feel worse about themselves, and they're already feeling awful. And when she said that, Dad, when mum's away, I feel bad, and sometimes I just want you to feel bad like I do so you know what it feels like. And I thought, wow, you know, this, this, this approach to parenting that we have, sometimes it feels like it's not working at all, and then you have a moment like that, and it's, it's a really powerful way to raise kids. And... I'm so grateful. It's been horrible having you gone, but I'm so grateful that you've had the opportunity to go and that we've all had the learning and the, uh, the, the direction, I guess, that we've experienced as a result of your taking some time off. Well, I, I'm hoping it won't be 18 months before I get to do it again. <laughs> but 
I don't, I don't know how to respond to that one. <laughs> don't go. Don't go. But I'm really, really excited to um, to just get back into life with a bit more energy and a bit more um, motivation and see where it takes us. We really hope that this podcast has given you some ideas about how lucky you might be, what opportunities you've got to get away, get some focus and vision and and tap into what matters most. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope that it hasn't been a little bit too indulgent. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Ruan from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And for more information about making your family happier, check out our upcoming Resilience Summit, Raising Resilient Kids. It's the summit. You can find all about it at our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families, or at happyfamilies.com.au. Baby, come back. You can blame it on.